0: To try that. Hello everybody, welcome to this Monday edition of the Logan Blackman Show here on the Cedar Falls Podcast. I'm of course your host, Logan Blackman, and while we get, well, before we get into the show, right before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, as we will say on here, go follow the Logan Blackman Show in all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook, you can't follow, I mean, can you follow it on Facebook? I mean, just go like the Facebook page, I guess, and send me a friend request, that'd be It'd be pretty nice. I could use some more friends on Facebook. I don't really use Facebook that much, to be honest. But, you know what? We could always do some more friends every now and again, couldn't we? Especially on Facebook. That's If, you, if you're if you not friends on Facebook, are you really friends in real life? Exactly. That's, that's what I'm taking away from all of this. So go and send me a Facebook request, if we're friends. Because if you believe we are friends, but we are not friends on Facebook, that means we are not truly friends. So make sure you go send me that. But all the social media accounts at the underscore LB underscore shows. The Twitter account, Logan underscore Blackman's my personal Twitter account. The Instagram account the Logan Blackman Show on Instagram. Personal Instagram account is Blackman Logan, I believe. Just one word. And then go subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Logan Blackman Show on YouTube. Uh, yeah, this is a... Now let's get into the show. <laughs> this has been a very non-productive Sunday for yours truly, I have done absolutely nothing. Although I'm still not showered. It is 6 16 this Sunday evening, and I still have not showered. I need to get to something figured out because once I just throw on a sweatshirt and a hat, I feel like I'm good for a while until I have to do something like go to work. Like when I do a Colbert's show on 1650, The Fan, every Monday, Thursday, and Friday, I have online class. So I don't really need to get up and shower right away. I'll just throw on a hat, sweatshirt. Good to go. Perfect. Chef kisses everywhere. Perfect. But Sundays. There was no Bills game today. Which we'll get to in a little bit. So I didn't need to get up and get ready for anything today. I woke up around 1130 today. And that's been my day. (laughs) Waking up at 1130. And I was wearing this beautiful monochromatic red-on-red Logan Blackman Show sweatshirt, which you can get on Teespring. Just go search Logan Blackman Show on Teespring. It should pop up. And a beautiful Cubs hat as well. But the Cubs, we don't need to talk about them. We're in football season right now. And as I said, the Bills did not have a game today playing Tuesday night against the Tennessee Titans. Because you know what? The the NFL is like, uh, well, Titans, they really, grr, they really messed up here with this COVID-19 thing and not doing the right precautions or anything like that. They really... They really... Grr, we're angry with them. So let's screw every other team in the NFL, but not punish the Titans in any way whatsoever. So the Steelers got scratched. That was their bye week last week against the Titans. Titans, Titans-Steelers both had a bye week that week, I guess. So Steelers now have to play 13 straight weeks of football, which some Steelers fan on Twitter pointed out when they won the Super Bowl. It might have... I can't remember if it was in the Coward era... Coward era, cower era, <laughs> or the first couple years in the Mike Tomlin era, they went on that. They had like an eleven game stretch or something like that without a bye. That could be wrong. Someone go check, double check me on that, but I, th- I think that's correct. So maybe they could do it again. They looked good. The uh, Chase Claypool absolutely balled out today. He scored four touchdowns today. Uh, Deonte Johnson or Dante Johnson. Uh, Traded for him two weeks ago. He has done diddly squat since coming over to my fantasy football team. So thank you for that. He's gotten hurt, which we never want to see anybody get hurt. And don't want to poke fun at people getting hurt. But DJ, could you do me a little favor and not get hurt on your first touch of the game these past two weeks? Could you please just not do that again? Please? You had negative two receiving yards today. That doesn't help me out. I'm sorry. I don't want to get... Because I know this is your profession. And I don't want to be too mad at you. But we're looking like freaking jokes out there, DJ. We need some help. <laughs> My team's getting absolutely obliterated today. We're not... I, I have no shot of winning today. Even if Dante Johnson actually did more than get negative two yards. If he had like... Thirty yards and a touchdown. It didn't matter. I'm still getting blown out. The person I played today, named Tyler Frankie. Tyler had uh, Miles Sanders absolutely ball out. Todd Gurley, you know, absolutely ball out. So it was an early start to the day, and then Tyreek Hill got 15 points, which just pretty much put a nail in the final nail in the coffin for my team. And the the LA Rams 14 points on defense. So. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, Deontay Johnson, minus two points, was projected 8.7, while uh, Jarvis Landry has 8.8 sitting on my bench, and Deontay Freeman, Devonte Freeman has 14.7 on my bench. So unless Derrick Henry balls out against the Bills, which I totally expect him to do because the Bills' rush defense is not that good. We talked about this in the last show. It's a very small defensive line. Like, very athletic, but... In regards to beefiness, which is what you look for in the rush defense department, it's not very that big. Not very that big. It's not very big. <laughs> Got the likes of Ed Oliver compared to the likes of Aaron Donald. He weighs, what, 280 maybe? There's no big guys. We needed a guy like Shaq, uh, Shaq, uh, Snacks Harrison, Damon Harrison, pride of Penn, to come over and be that rock in the middle of the rush defense. But he went to Seattle. Good luck in Seattle. Snacks. Uh, wishing out about the best. William Penn, you know, ah, uh, let's go, but I'm just getting obliterated in fantasy, it's 80 to 116 right now, and I, it was pretty much at 116 after Todd Gurley scored a touchdown today, like, my team's got, we're, we're not gonna compete, unless, Derrick Henry could score, th- well, he could score 30 points, maybe Joshua Kelly against the Saints Monday night. Scores me like 30 points or something. With Austin Eckler being out, he'll get a lot of carries unless the Chargers want to do the two-back set with Justin Jackson. But, you know, that's whatever. Ugh. Fantasy's hard, man. Fantasy football's hard. (laughs) I know there's some people out there like, oh, no no one cares about fantasy football, Logan. I can't keep track of my fantasy football team, Logan. How do you keep a track of it? Well, when you have a superior intellect like myself... And are able to uh, hold all this information in, you usually do pretty good. I am a former champion of this league. We've been doing this league for a very long time now. I am a former champion, but I don't think we're going for the two-time champions this year. The only two-time champ in this league is Jake Page. I've had one, and then we're just pretty much average. But we'll get. We've never been in the Sacko Bowl. Which is something, I'm like one of the only champions that's never been to the Sackle Bowl. I'm not the only champion that's never been there, but I'm one of the few that haven't gone to the Sackle Bowl at least one time in their existence in this league. I've come close, but even when I've come close, I've beaten my first round opponent, which has either been the one or two seed. I've done good in that regard. Beat the two seed last year. I made two of my friends retire because I beat them in the first round of the playoffs when I made it out of the Sackle Bowl by the whiskers. Of some, of uh, a dog. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't really think that one through when I said it. But never been there. Now I don't really plan on it. My team has sucked ass all season. There's a running joke around this league that I'm just probably going to score 70 points this week. I don't know how my team is 2-2 two and two right now. And to be honest, I could realistically be three and two, or three and one at this point. Then eventually three and two after this game. But I lost by three points last week, and I was expected to score fifty five points. But Joe Mixon absolutely balled out, scored me thirty six points. If I had Jarvis Landry in my team with ten points, and benched Jeff Wilson, or Debo Samuel, I would have won the game. But that's the what do you call it? The tightrope tight rope we walk in the world of fantasy football. Could not have any days off in fantasy football. But yeah, 2-2. Two and two. Surprisingly, I scored 55 points week one. If you would have said, after I scored 55 points week one, and you would have told me, Logan, you know what? Not only will you not lose every single game you will play for the rest of the season, You'll win, too, in back-to-back weeks. Oh, and I lied about 55, I guess. I scored 53. <laughs> 53.4. 53. Even if I had a good week, I would have still lost. Jake, the only two-time champion of the league, as we already said, scored 131 on my ass week one. It's not a real confidence booster when you lose by, what, 80 points? I think if you combined my week one tally and my week two tally, I would have beaten him by like four, but I won week two <laughs> that I won week three in dominating fashion. I guess my best friend, Brian Vaden, who I have to talk about in a little bit when we talk about college football later. And I'll have to remember that cause I might forget, but this week we're losing. And then, uh, we go on a really crazy stretch of road games. We've we've been at home pretty much the entire season. we go on one, two, three, four, five road games in the next six games. Five of the last seven games we play are on the road. I, I don't know. I don't know. We play four road games in a row. It's going to be a hard, hard schedule coming up. But you know what? I think me being the assistant commissioner will hold well. For the remaining season. Right now I'm the 8th seed. And I'm stacked up to play the team. That I almost beat. And probably should have beat last week. So I like my matchup there. I like it. And in the losers bracket in the Sackle Bowl. Is the commissioner and Spencer. Who is soon to be. The next host or co-host of the show. But. I, was t- I texted him today. Because I was like hey. You want to do a show today? Get a show out. Record it. See how we do with our first ever Logan Blackman and Spencer show. And he was thinking about staying home, and now he's coming back up, but he has homework to do. So we're not going to do a show today, as you know, because I'm sitting here right now. But that would have a hell of an intro. I mean, waited for what, 10 minutes to come on, 11 minutes to come on, and then just goes, hey, it's me, Spencer. And you've seen Spencer before. If you've listened to the show or watched any of the YouTube videos, even if you aren't friends with me or friends with Spencer, you know. Spencer is due to the videos uh, because he's been in two of them I believe, he was in the Chicago Bears fan quiz, he was wearing a Joaquin Noah jersey and he was in my quarterback throwing video the throw off video, you know the famous video of me trying to throw 55 yards but obviously could not do that it has been, it been a while since I had thrown 55 yards and you could tell, I did not do it <laughs> just simply just putting it bluntly. I did not get to 55 yards. And I don't know how accurate my measurements were in doing that video because we walked it out only to realize or remember that I had a wheel measure where you, I don't know what you call those things. There's basically a measuring tape wheel thing in the car But I forgot about it until we got done. So I could have actually had an accurate measurement of where 55 yards was. But I didn't. You know why? Because I'm an idiot. (laughs) I think that's been placed on occasion or put out in the world on multiple occasions every now and again. But yeah, speaking of the YouTube channel, go subscribe to it. It's a funny channel. Funny, Very funny guys on there. Yeah, I've got a few friends that are featured on the channel. I also posted a video on my Instagram account, so make sure you go and follow the Instagram account. Like I said earlier, Blackman Logan is the Instagram name. Thank you to Charlie for partaking in said video. And Yeah. Yeah, that's for it's a weird, weirdly long. I don't even know if you want to call it an intro or something, but it's weirdly long. But I don't even know how we got on this tangent of talking about fantasy, but we are talking about Deontay Johnson, the Steelers, and the Super Bowl, and Titans, but yeah, Titans Bills, Tuesday night football, it'll be fun, and that just makes it perfect, because short rest to play the Chiefs next Sunday, oh wait, not next Sunday, silly Logan, next Monday at 4 o'clock, at 4 o'clock, who put? People are still working. (laughs) This is going to be one of the the lowest viewership numbers of any Monday Night Football game. Why did they not just put it at six like they did last week or whenever the uh, Chiefs-Patriots game was? Why is this one at four? It's in Buffalo. It's not like you're going out west or anything. It's so on the East Coast. 5 o'clock Eastern Time. 4 o'clock Central. You could start this at 7. The Chiefs game was at 6. You know who they're playing? The Chiefs. They could do it again. But whatever. I guess we're going to sit there and play a 4 o'clock game. I work at 1650 The Fan. Every Monday, Thursday, and Friday, as I've said, from about 3 to 6, I'm going to pull up the game's gonna be on my laptop while we're doing the game while we're doing the show i hope cole listens so i'm gonna bring it up to cole tomorrow anyways or monday because this is monday's edition of the logo i'm gonna bring it up to him i'm gonna bring my laptop in because it's stupid the titans are the team they're in the wrong but we're punishing every other team in the nfl except for the titans forfeits have been mentioned suspensions have been mentioned None of the above have been (laughs) distributed to the Tennessee Titans who broke the COVID protocol in the NFL. And from what I've gathered, pretty much mocked it the entire time that it was uh, going on. But, yeah, here we are. Ready for some Tuesday night and some Monday evening football. It's like Monday late afternoon football because it's at 4. 4. Is that even evening at that point? When is evening? Let's look up evening. When when is technically evening? Evening time. That actually popped up on Google. 5.01 to 8 is evening time. So this is still technically afternoon. So, I mean, right now is afternoon, I guess. But it's it's, it's technically afternoon. We're going to watch 4 o'clock football. Oh, God. What a weird time for fun. I hated watching the game last Sunday against the Raiders having to wait till 3:15 to watch a game. It just waste your inta- it feels like you're just sitting around doing nothing cuz you're like, "Oh man, I just want to watch some football." My team. Not I I watched the Chargers and the Buccaneers that day and the Vikings and the Texans on that day. But I want to watch my team play. Not wait till 315, 325 to watch this game. Now I gotta wait till four on a Monday. Man, at least I got stuff to do. It's not like I'm gonna be on like on a Sunday, went to church, got home, did nothing. And at least with it being on a Monday, I've got class to hold me over. I've got some homework that I could probably do throughout the day. And then I've got work at three. So then the, I only got an hour till the game starts. So we're good. I get. I hope Tuesday's going to Tuesday ugh, t- god dang it. Why is it had to be a Tuesday? Tuesday, I'm all for Monday night football. Who doesn't? Everybody loves Monday night football. At least from the people that I've talked to. Now maybe there's some weirdos out there that dislike Monday night football. I can get around disliking Thursday night football. That's just a little money grab from the NFL. Monday night football is a sacred tradition. Mondays are historically known as the worst day of the week. It's been well documented that those are the worst. So football being that evening makes it all better. Especially with the Genesis halftime show last year, which they need to bring that back pronto and bring the boogermobile back, okay? There's two things I want. Genesis halftime show with the Black Eyed Peas because that was the week you guys canceled it was during the Black Eyed Peas performance the week before the which was the day it was supposed to be Black Eyed Peas and they canceled it Spencer and I again we mentioned him before future co host of the show we're rocking out to Where Is the Love by Black Eyed Peas getting ready for that game and what happened. There was no Genesis halftime show. We got to watch Blink-182, which is really cool, but there's there's so many past it bands that could perform for these halftime shows that I just need. I need it. I need the Boogermobile back. There's no fans there, so no one could get mad at the Boogermobile anymore for blocking obstructing the view and paying hundreds of dollars for these front row seat tickets to get blocked by this big dude on a trolley Going down, back and forth on the side. But hey, at least he's got a TV screen there so you could watch the Monday Night Football broadcast. Because that's what you paid hundreds of dollars for is to sit behind the booger-mobile as it drives past you with a broadcast of a game that you could just watch for free at home. Well, not for free because you're obviously paying for ESPN. But for free, essentially, a lot more free than what you did paying for those tickets, let's just put it like that, Jeez, but Tuesday night football, man, I gotta get it, I was excited for, I mean, I'm still gonna get Chiefs-Bills, it's not even prime time, it's it's four (laughs) o'clock, dang it, Chiefs-Bills-Titans will be prime time though, I guess, that'll be a fun game. Undefeated Titans versus the Undefeated Bills. Which right now the Bills are the top dogs in the AFC. Not just the AFC East. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Top dogs in the AFC. AFC, baby. Man, it's been a fun year. It has been a fun year for the AFC East. Like even outside the Bills. The Jets have been more catastrophic than ever. And everybody is enjoying watching that implosion out in New Jersey. We're not even going to talk about the other team until a little bit later because we got to talk about something in the Giants-Cowboys game. But we're talking about the AFC East right now. But the Jets, looking at trading Sam Darnold, and I read earlier today, the Jets feel they can get a first-round pick if they trade Sam Darnold, which is looking more and more likely as the days go on because they stink. And Sam Darnold, we've made fun of Sam Darnold numerous times on the Logan Blackman show. I've made no I've made I haven't left it up to guess what my feelings are about Sam Darnold and the hype train and his ravenous supporters. But Sam Darnold's not the main problem in this New York Jets team. I think everybody can agree on that. The Jets suck as an overall organization. They might be one of the worst run franchises in the NFL. Going off, they have a Super Bowl. You know how many great franchises there are in the NFL that don't have a Super That are greater than the Jets that don't have a Super Bowl. I'm not going to say great franchises, because if you haven't won a Super Bowl, you're not going to be considered in the great franchises category. But how many teams are so much better than the Jets, and have been throughout the history of the NFL that don't have a Super Bowl? But the Jets do, and they're holding that <laughs> to the high. We haven't had a quarterback as this good since Joe Namath. Okay, we're not going to go into the whole rabbit hole that is Joe Namath, but this team is atrocious. Dan, If Dan Orlovsky, the guy who ran on the back of the end zone against the Vikings on the 0-16 Lions, says that 0-16 Lions team could beat this team 16 times, that is saying how bad this Jets team is. And we talked about this last show. I gave, I redid my preview because I felt bad for letting the Jets go at 3-13 and and raised it to 4-12. and they aren't going to get three wins this season with the way they are playing right now. And is trading Sam Darnold going to solve all the problems? No, it's not. You could tell something was a little fishy when you fired your GM after the draft. And then you still held on to Adam Gaze. I get the holding on to Adam Gase thing for Sam Darnold and his development thing, getting the same coach throughout his entire career. Something that like some Baker Mayfield has not had throughout his career. Sam Darnold has had the same coach. But the problem is, yes, Adam Gase worked with Peyton Manning, which there discounts any criticism anybody has for him because he made Peyton Manning what he is. (laughs) As we know Peyton Manning, it's because of Adam Gase. So, you know, when Peyton Manning's the quarterback of your team, the coaches do everything. Peyton Manning says very little and is not very opinionated, and Adam Gase forms these quarterbacks and these legends like Peyton Manning. Do we know Peyton Manning? As we know him now without Adam Gase? No. Exactly. And he beat the Patriots in Miami. That was another big reason why the Jets brought him up to New Jersey. It's because he could beat the Patriots once a year. That ain't happening. This Jets team might go 0-16. And I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm not even trying to be funny. They might actually go 0-16. The Lions team were the first team in NFL history to go 0-16. Out of the the two 0-16 teams in NFL history... The Jets or the the Lions and the Browns with Deshaun Kaiser. Is this Jets team better than those two teams? I don't know. I really don't know how good, (laughs) how much better this team is. And I'm looking at a picture of Sam Darnold right now with Adam Schefter. NFL executives doubt that the Jets concurrently would be able to get back a first round pick for Sam Darnold. Yeah, that ain't happening. I'm sorry. You are not going to get a first-round pick back for Sam Darnold. Trade it up to get him. The hype train was insane. And you're not going to get it back. He had a good first game in the NFL after throwing a horrendous pick six, his first throw of the NFL. Well, we know, that would be a precursor for the rest of his NFL career with the Jets. I've heard teams linked with him like the Bears have been a team that I have heard getting linked to Sam Darnold. Uh, The Steelers, according to Matt Miller, are a perfect landing spot for Sam Darnold. With Big Ben on the verge of retirement every single year, you would think there's going to be a chance that they go to our Colts for a quarterback at some point because the quarterbacks they have are not the future. I think everybody knows that. We made fun of Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph throughout the show. They're not the guys. Matt Leinert says bring Sam Darnold to the Colts next year. That could be good. Dan Hanzo says Sam Darnold and Frank Reich's offense next year. That could be fun. Sam Darnold with that old line and the weapons they have there and Jonathan Taylor, T.Y. Hilton, uh, I almost said Chase Claypool, Michael Pittman. It could be fun there. He could be fun. And then here's uh, a Jets fan who's at Darnold World. How to fix the Jets in five easy steps. Tank for the first overall pick. Fire Adam Gase. Hire Eric Bieniemy. That could be a really good hiring for the New York Jets. Trade down. Select Jamar Chase with the Jets pick. Traff Travis Etienne with the Seahawks pick. Sam Darnold go crazy next year. I think Eric Bieniemy would be a great hire for the New York Jets. But you know what? They're probably not going to hire him. They're probably going to go out and hire, like, Freddie Kitchens. Because they... <laughs> I watched a top five, ten worst NFL teams in NFL worst teams in NFL history video yesterday, and the Jets were on there with Rich Kotite on there. Obviously, we've joked about Rich Kotite on the show. You can go back and listen to the top five dumbest things the New York Jets have ever done, which is a few months ago when we did the top five dumbest thing. But they hired Rich Kotite, and their owner said. I'm 80 years old, I want to see winning football, and I think Rich Kotite can be the guy that can bring winning football to the New York Jets. Enter in the 2020 version, the 21st century version of Rich Kotite, Freddie Kitchens. He's currently the tight ends coach of the New York Jets. And you know who their best offensive player is right now, currently? Evan Ingram. Who's the tight ends coach? Freddie Kitchens, you know what that means? He's due for another NFL head coaching job. You see th- you see what he did with the Browns offense? Sam Darnold is prototypical for Freddie Kitchens offense. I can't even joke about this. Freddie Kitchens is horrendous. I would not be surprised if the Jets hired someone of that caliber or hired Greg Williams full-time as head coach because he's going to be the interim head coach whenever they fire Adam, Adam Gase. And then they probably won't hire him at the end of the year, but Freddie Greg Williams fits the Jets. A person nobody likes coaching a team that nobody likes. I think that's fair. I think that would be a perfect hire for the New York Jets. <laughs> I think he'd be perfect, perfect. But Freddie Kitchens will—he's not going to be an—he can't be an NFL head coach anymore. But I think a team that would sign him. Is the Jets because Rich Cotite was on the Eagles and the Jets pulled, got him, and then that was the end of Richie Cotite. And that might be, and I've joked about this before, and I'm I'm gonna keep joking about it. Freddie Kitchens is the 21st century Rich Cotite. He just is. He just is. And you know how long Rich Cotite was out of the NFL for a year. He left the Eagles in 94, came back to the Jets in 95. You know what Freddie Kitchens has been doing since he left the Browns? Coaching tight ends. He is due for another NFL head coaching job. And that job is with the New York Jets. But please get Sam Darnold out of there for his own sake before Freddie Kitchens comes there and said, Hey, can you do seven-step dropbacks from the shotgun with no receivers and no O-line? Man. But I like the draft strategy they got going there. Jamar Chase, Travis Etienne, the best running back in college football. We've been on the Travis Etienne hype train for years. I've called him the best running back in college football for a few years now. You'll know, listen back to all their shows a little about sure to hear me say that stuff. Brees Hall, gonna get an Album mention there as well. Chubba Hubbard up there as well. But Travis Etienne's absolutely amazing. He would be a good back to get. And Jamar Chase is undoubtedly the best wide receiver in college football. He opted out this year. And LSU is paying the consequences because they are struggling. They just dropped out of the top 25 after losing to Missouri of all teams. Missouri. This is like a few years ago. Or a few years ago. Forever ago. When you would see Iowa State beat someone good. (laughs) Like when they beat Oklahoma State. It was like that. (laughs) Teams that should not be anywhere near this game. Beating the reigning national champions. I know Oklahoma State weren't the reigning national champions. But they were number two in the nation at the time. Man. But Eric bien is obviously going to be. The main head coaching target for most teams. I would say. uh, Brian Dable. The Bills office coordinator. Will be up there. For head coaching gigs. This season. This offseason. He'll definitely be in there. He was talking with the Cleveland Browns for a little bit this offseason when they were looking for their head coach. Josh McDaniels is obviously going to be mentioned around there as well, but it looks like he's really wanting that new the Patriots job whenever uh, your boy Bill Belichick hangs up the boots, hangs up the gloves, whatever you want to call him, And then obviously you're going to get Greg Roman getting talked about, what he's done with Baltimore, him and John Harbaugh, what they've done in Baltimore. Uh, there's going to be a lot of good head coach, good offensive coaches that will be available this offseason. And Freddie Kitchens obviously available as well. <laughs> Jets, you two are made for each other. Rich Cotite is Freddie Kitchens. The Jets and Freddie Kitchens were made for each other. It's a match made in football he- heaven. <laughs> I almost said hell. <laughs> no, for it's it's a match right in heaven, not hell. <laughs> Hell for Jets fans. Heaven for the rest of the NFL. And then Eric Bienemy goes to What's a team that's gonna need a new head coach coming up soon? The Falcons. Maybe a good fit with the Falcons with how good that offense is. Get a new quarterback in there, eventually draft, maybe look for a replacement, not necessarily replace Matt Ryan, because he's not he's not on the downturn yet. The offense ain't the problem. They just fired Dan Quinn today, from what I if I read that correctly, they fired Dan Quinn today. Good on you. He needed to be gone last year. But the players started winning, and then you fell to the 16th draft pick and screwed yourselves out of getting Chase Young, which looked like a dead lock like halfway through the season last year. Now 0 5, he's gone. Um Yeah. The Falcon's defense is atrocious. I felt bad for saying they'd go 7-9 and nine or 6-10 and 10 this year. They might, might reach five wins this year. Their, their defense is bad. They're even worse than I thought they were. We're going to have to go through that sometime. My preseason predictions and how they're doing right now. We might do that at the end of the show. We'll see how much time we have at the end. We're 30 minutes in. Jeez. But, yeah, we got to talk about that. I think this is a good time to talk about this because the Cowboys game just ended the New York Jets, New York, Giants, New York Giants, I mean, New York Giants versus Dallas Cowboys game. I'm just pulling another sub on Twitter. The Jets and Giants have never started a season 0-10 combined, if that tells you how bad these two organizations are. At least the Giants had the excuse of a first-year head coach. But their quarterback, Daniel Jones, we have been... I, I, I think the national media has pretty much been on the Daniel Jones was a reach camp ever since he got drafted. I think that's fair to say. Drafting was 6th overall. I don't think it was a bad decision to draft him over Dwayne Haskins. Now, Looking at it now, back then, I I, I said this last week. I never said the Giants would draft Dwayne Haskins. I know I, I did at my first mock draft. And then as the mock drafts went on, I was like, okay, the Giants aren't doing this. If anybody, they draft Daniel Jones. I did not think Dwayne Haskins would go after Daniel Jones. Now, both of them do not look that good. Daniel Jones certainly looks like he has the higher upside at this point in time than Dwayne Haskins, who just got benched for Kyle Allen, who just got hurt, who saw Alex Smith go in, which was amazing, seeing Alex Smith go back there in a NFL game, playing against the Rams, getting crunched by Aaron Donald. That, but welcome back to the NFL, Alex. I lo- I think everybody loves Alex Smith, and what he's gone through has been Truly remarkable, to say the least, coming back from that compound fracture in 2018 to now playing in an NFL game—it was very emotional to watch that. See Alex Smith come back to the NFL. It's really cool. But Dwayne Haskins—they showed a video of him at practice, just sitting there watching, being the third string. That—that's demoralizing for a young quarterback looking for confidence, getting benched in his second year in the league. For Kyle Allen, of all people. I'd get it they benched him for Alex Smith, but obviously that wasn't gonna happen because he's coming off a leg injury and hadn't played football in two years. But getting bench for Kyle Allen's really That's an ego death right there. <laughs> that's what we call an ego death for Dwayne Haskins. But hopefully, much like Sam Darnold, he finds his feet eventually. Uh but Sam Darnold, uh I don't dislike Sam Darnold. I should make this clear. I don't dislike Sam Darnold. I dislike the fans that he has. And the believers in Sam Darnold. Like the... the, Basically, like there's a cult of Sam Darnold fans out there. That think he's the greatest, greatest thing of all time. He's Jesus Christ incarnate, pretty much. Is what they see him as. And he's just not that good. He's not as good as everybody thought he was. And I think people just need to accept that. Dwayne Haskins... His situation has already been worse than Sam Darnold, but we knew kind of Sam, it was kind of obvious Dwayne would struggle coming in. Coming in off one year, granted a record-breaking year at Ohio State, but played only one year in college. He's going to have the same struggles as like a Mitchell Trubisky probably coming in the NFL. A lot of hype around these you know Mitchell did not have as great of numbers as Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State when he was at North Carolina. But he was very good quarterback his one year starting for North Carolina. Dwayne Haskins has fallen into the exact same thing. Exact same thing. And I feel bad. I feel bad for him. I don't know where he's going to go because I don't think Washington, he's from there, but I don't think that's going to be where he plays the rest of his career based off what I've seen so far. And they're so easily going to pull the plug on him this early. He's just not, from what we've seen of Dwayne Haskins, he's not that good if we're being honest. But this just crushes him. Just watching him stand there while he's taking third... Not even taking third-string reps. He's not even taking reps during practice. It sucks. But sticking in that division... We talked about Daniel Jones for a little bit. But the Dallas Cowboys... um, Dak Prescott... Okay, let's just put it like that. Dak Prescott... uh, Man. I don't really know how I want to word this. To be extremely honest, it's... uh, Another... Bad injury in the NFL. Uh, talked about Alex Smith with his leg fracture. Dak Prescott basically, if you haven't seen it and you're queasy, I wouldn't recommend looking at it or watching the video. I, speaking from like personal experience, I hate watching injury videos, like with breaks and legs and stuff. Anything lower body, I hate watching that break or snap or whatever. Tear. Those are the worst injuries ever. I hate watching those injuries. I've watched Alex Smith's injury once. I have not watched a video of Dak Prescott's injury yet, and I don't plan to. I've seen the pictures. I don't want to watch it. There's no. uh, There's no way I will watch it. But I've seen the pictures, and it does not look good. I'll just put it like that. Dak Prescott has been through a lot this year. It's been well documented. And this is just not what he needed. Now, apparently, he's going in to get surgery on his ankle. It looked very similar to the injury that Gordon Hayward had when his first game with the Celtics against the Cavaliers, I believe, a few years ago. Reminded me a little bit of that, the way it looks. So it's an ankle injury for Dak, and it just, he's out for the season. I think that's plain, blatantly obvious he's out for the season. How much longer after that is he out for? Uh, hard to tell. At this point in time. Anything lower body. That breaks or twists or tears. In a wrong fashion. That's a long recovery. And I hope. For Dak's sake. It doesn't ruin his NFL career. Because. Though I'm not. The biggest praiser of Dak Prescott. Of that I wouldn't want him. As my franchise quarterback. But he's a really. Really good NFL quarterback. He's a top 15, top 10, arguably, quarterback in the NFL. I think everybody knows that. Puts up really big numbers. Kind of empty, but pretty big numbers. But this is not what he needs. And it just looks... It looks... It is not anything you should... If you're queasy around this stuff, don't watch it. But obviously, thoughts and prayers are with Dak Prescott and his family... Hopefully, for their sake, he gets back into playing in the NFL sometime soon. Obviously, it's not going to be this year. Obviously, it's not going to be this year. But hopefully, it's not a prolonged absence like that we saw with Alex Smith, where he's out for almost two years. What, 23 months it's been since he's played in the NFL? He got hurt in November 2018. It's October 2020 right now. I don't think it's going to be like that. But it doesn't look good. And yeah, just thoughts and prayers. With Dak, it is, yeah, never wish injuries on anybody. I don't like the Cowboys. I would I'd go on the path to say I very much dislike the Cowboys. But I don't hate or dislike at all Dak the person. Seems like a really good, genuine guy. I loved him in college at Mississippi State. Because that Mississippi State team's awesome but just a speedy recovery Dak hope you get back to the NFL soon and hopefully with no other recurring injuries after that as well but the Cowboys do have very capable backup in Andy Dalton top 5 backup in the league maybe some would say the best backup in the league in Andy Dalton so they're not hurt they're they're obviously hurting cuz Dak is a better quarterback than Andy but they're not hurting as bad as, say, someone like if if Big Ben got hurt again and we have to sit through Mason Rudolph again. Like the Cowboys are pretty well set up in the back of quarterback regard. Andy Dalton in this game, 9 of 11, 111 yards for the Dallas Cowboys, who ended up getting the win. Greg Zerline made a last second field goal to win the game for the Cowboys and a 37-34 win. Cowboys second win of the season. They're 2 and 3 on the year now. And yeah. That's all I can really say about that one. Daniel Jones 20 of 33, 222 yards. Darius Slayton had a big game, 129 receiving yards. Yeah. I just feel bad for Dak Prescott. But other games, in the NFL Panthers beat the Falcons, moved to 0 5 as we said. Now, at this point in the season, I thought these two teams' records would be flipped to a certain extent. Maybe not the Panthers being 0-5, but not being 3-2. Especially with their best player being out for the rest of the season, how bad their defense was their season before, and how young their defense is right now. But Teddy's looking good. Teddy's looking really good for the Carolina Panthers. Mike Davis has looked really good as well in the replacement of Christian McCaffrey. He's not challenging McCaffrey for his job. Let's not be stupid here, but... He has looked good and has been very capable in his time as the starting running back for the Carolina Panthers. So the Raiders beat the Chiefs. I didn't see that one. I don't think anybody really saw that one. Did anyone see the Raiders beating the Chiefs today? Really happening? Did that happen? That did happen. Yeah. Henry Ruggs had a very Randy Moss-esque day today. Two catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Very similar to the game that Randy Moss had against the Dallas Cowboys, where I think he, what, three catches, 100-something yards, three touchdowns? Was that what the stat line is? It's a very famous clip of him scoring on the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. But the Chiefs, 32-40. to At this point last week, I don't think anybody saw anybody beating the Kansas City Chiefs this year. I think they're, they're, they're the favorite to go undefeated. they so good. And then they lose to the Raiders. The Raiders. Now they're going into a week. Playing the Buffalo Bills. Pissed off. Because they just lost to the freaking Raiders. Uh, They're going to be frustrated. And they're going to be angry. So hopefully Trey White. Josh Norman. Micah Hyde. Jordan Poyer. They are ready to go in that game. Because it's, it's going to be. It's, <laughs> they're going to be testing us in that game. But yeah. Chiefs lose to the Raiders. I only scored 8 points in the second half. Patrick Mahomes had a, what was it, 40-game winning str- like games without losing a game by more than a touchdown, which I guess this is technically still going on because he lost by eight. That's a touchdown two-point conversion. So still kicking, I think, if that was what the, the graphic said. Uh, moving on, Cardinals beat the Jets 30-10, to nothing to see there. Steelers beat the Eagles 39-29, nothing to see there. Rams beat the Washington football team 30-10, again, nothing to see there. Ravens beat the Bengals 27-3, nothing to see there. Texans won their first game of the season 30 to 14 against the Jags shouldn't be nothing to see there but this was the Texans first win so congratulations and the Romeo Cornell era has kicked off with a big time dub against division rivals Jacksonville so congratulations on that one Um, now we get to probably the weirdest score of the week I would say obviously the Raiders Chiefs was very weird but I don't think any I think less people saw this score or at least this this score. Maybe some people might have predicted this the team winning this game, but not the score. Maybe there were some geniuses out there that said, "Hey, I'm going to pick the Dolphins not only the cover but the win." I think they would have expected them to win by like a field goal or something. Like Texas A&M beating Florida yesterday. Now, I'm not saying those are the same levels cuz Florida is not that much better than A&M. Much like the Dolphins aren't that much better the 49ers. At least they were today. (laughs) At least they they were today. The Dolphins absolutely... I have no other way to put this, but then they genetically jackhammered the 49ers in this game. Goodness gracious. They absolutely took the 49ers to town. (laughs) Oh my God. I did not see this coming at all. They absolutely... (laughs) I love that phrase too genetically jackhammered they t- they ran a train <laughs> Oh there's not even enough euphemisms I could say about this game to make it even more funny 43 17 the dolphins beat the 49ers Now we got the NBA finals tonight Heat versus Lakers so can another Miami team beat a Cali team we'll have to tell But 43-17 they benched Jimmy G. This was Jimmy G's like triumphant return to the 49ers starting spot. And he got benched. He didn't get injured again. He got flat out benched for the boy CJ. throwing two interceptions in the game. Completed seven passes on 17. He got benched. So, is CJ the starter now for the 49ers? Go from third string to starter in two weeks? That'd be freaking awesome. Gradually making his way up the depth chart. And taking over, at one time, the most expensive starting quarterback in the NFL in Jimmy Garoppolo. That could be wrong. I know he was up there. I don't know if he was the most expensive, but he was one of the most expensive quarterbacks in the NFL. Signed a monster contract. Ugh. Doesn't even look right. 43-17 Dolphins over the Niners. This looks like, like if we were talking about the J.T. O'Sullivan 49ers teams but even then those Dolphins teams weren't even that good The Chad Peddington Dolphins I guess versus the JTO Sullivan Niners even then I don't even think the scoreline would be that big I'd pick the Dolphins to win those games but not 43-17 this team is fresh off a Super Bowl appearance I had them going stupidly like 13-3 and 12-4 they are already at 3 losses on the season the 49ers are they're 0-3 at home <laughs> It lost to the Eagles, Cardinals, and Dolphins. Unsurprisingly, they beat the Jets and Giants. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, we're not even going to count those games. They're really 0-3 right now. Man. I had them going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, they can write the ship, I guess. But, they ain't looking good right now. Browns beat the Colts. Uh, I wasn't too surprised by this result. That the Browns beat the Colts. Now, move to 4-1 and on the season. But... Yeah, we talked about this last week. Who do they? Sam Darnold might be a, the best option for the Colts next year. Only time will tell, though. The Colts and Giants have a history with trading with each other, so maybe that will do something here with Darnold and uh, the Colts. And we got Monday Night Football coming up in about what fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Uh, Vikings Seahawks, NBC. Seahawks are six and a half point favorite at this point in time. Uh, so yeah, hope you watch that, you'll know what the score line was. The score was. I won't know. Chargers and Saints play Monday night as well. Or not as well. And then we got Bills, Titans, Tuesday night. Tuesday night football on CBS. Oh, that's got a nice ring to it. I think we're making a song for Tuesday night football. Because you know I got the Sunday night song. The old one with Faith Hill is um untouchable. Let's say it like that. Untouchable. Gold is that Faith Hill Sunday Night Football song. Goodness gracious! Ah, oh, I'm just scrolling. I was trying to get this done before the Sporting Kansas City game tonight because so I was going to have that on while I was doing homework while also watching the Cow- uh, Viking Seahawks game. Sporting is down one nil to Nashville SC uh, in the 24th minute. Sporting's on an, uh they just came off. Oh, geez, a nice little win against the Chicago Fire. I would say nice little win. It was just like. It should have been easier than what it was. If we're being honest, Tim Melia made a save on a penalty. Winston Reed scored his first Sporting Kansas City goal. But yeah, losing to Nashville SC, SC, not a great look. Well, let's go with some college football scores before we close out today's show. And then we'll make some predictions for Mo- actually no, let's do the predictions now for Monday night and Tuesday night football. Since we're talking about it right now, it'd be kind of weird to talk college football and then go back to that. Uh for Sunday night football, Seahawks will win. I don't think there's too much debate in that. Russell Wilson's the front runner for the MVP right now. Seahawks look unstoppable. The Vikings have looked suspect to say the least through the first four weeks. They beat the Texans last week. Maybe they're starting to get things clicking a little bit. Maybe. They did this last year, if you remember right. Um but yeah Seahawks will win. Chargers Saints, uh Chargers have looked good, pretty good offensively recently. Justin Herbert through these first few games of the season, looks to be the real deal for the Chargers. Um, but they're just the Chargers, so they're struggling holding teams back. They really could be 4 0 right now. Lost to the Chiefs by 3, lost to the Panthers by 5, lost to the Buccaneers by 7, giving up 24 unanswered points after already scoring 24 unanswered points against the Bucks. They really could be 4 0 right now. But they're the Chargers, and that's why we're sitting here at 1 and 3. I had them going 8-8 this year. Uh, I think that's still a very viable option for the Chargers. But they play the Saints. Seven-point favorites are the New Orleans Saints. Uh, We're going to give it to the Saints here. Close one. Again, probably like a five-point win or something for the Saints. But it'll be close, but I'm going to go with the Saints and the Bills Titans. I think Derrick Henry will run rampant. He'll probably rush for 120 yards in this game. Now that I said that, he'll probably run for like 70. So, you know what? Good job. Uh, But, yeah. These games are always tough, Bills-Titans. They've always been pretty close ever since Josh has come to the league. Bills have beaten the Titans, but they've been close. I'm going to take the Bills again in this game, in a very close, close game. But I will take the Bills to win. I think it will be more on par with that of the Rams-Bills stressfulness as opposed to last week's Bills-Raiders, which was not very stressful at all. I think this game will be very stressful. But I will take the Bills to win. Now let's talk about some college football Here before we close out the show. Uh yeah, we had some big, big results last night, to say the least. There's some big games on last night. If you watched them, they were awesome. I guess one of them was not awesome, but I was really hyped for it. Miami Clemson. I was so hyped for that game. I was so hyped. Uh Miami is not back. Uh Derek King absolutely sucked anything, really, in this game. He played terrible. Miami uh, played dirty a lot throughout the game, uh taking a lot of cheap shots against Clemson. Kinda uh, what did they have? What they had one targeting. Do they have two targetings in the game? Is that what they call it? Did they have two targetings in the game? But uh yeah, Clemson just absolutely dominated them. Travis Santana had himself a great game. Trevor Lawrence, uh yeah, he's the number one overall pick. He kinda there was times where he had to get up and kind of yell at a Miami player because they were yeah. If you're gonna keep getting hit like the way he was getting hit last night. You can't just sit there and go, oh, yeah, good job. I mean, you can. But I would expect most competitive people to get up and say something back to the people that are taking cheap shots or trying to hurt people or something. I'm not saying Miami was trying to do that, trying to hurt people. But they were certain taking some cheaper shots in the game. Trying to get under the skin of Clemson and obviously did not work because Clemson absolutely brutalized them. And they're on the way to go to another undefeated season because the ACC absolutely sucks dick. <laughs> but Notre Dame should be a fun game when they play each other in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, but brutalized here pretty much uh, Clemson. And it Clemson had so much, little respect for con- Miami last night. They tried to score a touchdown with like no time left. They ran no huddle at the end of the game and tried to get a last second touchdown to end of the game. <laughs> they tried to score again. It's how little respect they had for Miami. Miami made it close at times. They had a blocked field goal and they, I think two blocked field goals. Actually, one of them returned for a touchdown, but they did score it off as a touchdown to the fourth quarter. Derek King did not play good throwing the ball. He ran the ball decently played hard. Derek King, which is what he's always done. But yeah, uh, easy victory for Clemson. Miami is uh not back. Uh Alabama had a tough one with Ole Miss, whose offense looks really good, but defense, again, suspect. We've said that when they when I watched the Florida game. At least I think I said that. I said that on Cole's show. But yeah, 63-48, big win for Bama there, number two in the nation. Mac Jones had himself a, a game. Same with Najee Harris. <laughs> Mac Jones, twenty of thirty-two, four two touchdowns. Najee Harris, 23 carries, 206 yards, and five tutties. Great day for the Bama Crimson side. Offensively, all Miss offense looked pretty good themselves. And I don't know. My computer just sent me back to the Miami Clemson game. I don't want to look at that game anymore. It was not a fun game to watch. I watched that entire thing for some reason. Uh, Georgia beat Tennessee 44-21. Not very surprising. Texas A&M beat Florida by a last-second field goal. Pretty surprising, to say the least. At least on my part, I did not think A&M would beat Florida in this game. I thought it would just be another... I don't know. I just thought Florida would win. The way they looked in the early parts of the season, I thought they would not, maybe not destroy A&M, but beat them by at least a touchdown. Uh, FSU, unsurprisingly, lost to Notre Dame. They made it interesting at the beginning. They were up 17-14 at the, at the end of the first, but then Notre Dame woke up and said, wait a minute, we're playing the ex-Willie Taggart Florida State. This isn't the Jimbo Fisher Florida State. We had nothing to worry about in this game. Um, North Carolina beat up on Virginia Tech. Not very surprising there. Their offense is really, really good. Michael Carter, 214 yards rushing, two touchdowns in the game. Sam Howell is a beast as well. He'll be a top quarter. He'll be a top prospect when he's ready to go to the draft in the coming years. I'll talk about this game last. <laughs> I have got I've got some text messages I want to read about this last game. I'm going to read first. Uh BYU struggled a little bit against the University of Texas San Antonio. 27 20 was the final score. Zach Wilson, who we talked about last week, 292 yards passing, two tutties. Uh Tyler Allgaier, he had 160 yards rushing and a touchdown for BYU as well. Talk about that game later as well. Um, well no, we already kind of talked about Missouri beating LSU 45-41. They dropped out of the top 25 LSU. Um, it's funny how fans change like that. That's what fans do. Being a fan on the outside looking in is one of the more frustrating things you can do. Like watching LSU talk about give Coach O a lifetime contract to yesterday saying, we need to fire Coach O now, and if he's not fired by the end of the day, I'm going to riot or something like that. I think these LSU fans need to remember, they lost 14 players to the NFL. That is crazy. 14 players to the NFL. And their star receiver opted out. I don't know if Derek Stigley played in this game, but he didn't play week one in their loss to Mississippi State. I'm not saying he would have solved all their problems against Mississippi State, but I doubt he would have allowed... KJ Costello to throw for 600 yards. I think that would have kind of slowed those numbers down a little bit. But they're going to struggle. They lost a lot of great players. This is bound to happen. I didn't think they'd lose to Missouri, but I didn't. It wasn't going to be the same season last year. I think we should have. Re- I think a lot of LSU fans should have probably realized that. Uh, OU beat Texas 53 to 45. Sam Ellinger, uh played good. Play. He's a very clutch quarterback. Sam Ellinger. one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the co- in college football. Didn't have a particularly great game throughout the entirety of the game, but played very, very well, typical Sam Ellinger style, in the fourth quarter and in overtime. But the fourth quarter especially. Did the same thing against Texas Tech. Threw a pick. uh, Oklahoma scored, or didn't score at that point. They're down by two touchdowns. Texas comes back and ties the game and sends it to overtime. Spencer Rattler got benched in this game, um, but came back and played very well towards the end of the game. After he came in, Mordecai is not that good. I think Lincoln Riley realized that at halftime. He's like, man, this kid is missing a lot of easy throws. And not even just throwing them, just throwing them somewhere else and not even checking down or something where it's easier to throw. But, yeah... OU wins the game like Miami. Texas is not back. And the last big t- last top 25 game I'm going to talk about before I talk about my last one, Iowa State beat Texas Tech 31-15. And unsurprising, they beat Texas Tech, but they now are 3 0 in Big 12 play. It's atop the Big 12 as everybody predicted preseason. Same with Kansas State, sitting right behind them. As everybody again, as everybody predicted preseason. But this is the last game I want to talk about. <laughs> Arkansas versus Auburn. Okay? I had to leave this one at the end. Because, per- like, if you remember me earlier, I was talking about my best friend, Brian. His real name's Ryan. If you've watched the league, Rafi has his best friend, Brian. But it's not his name. His name's Kevin. Calls him Brian throughout the entire show. So that was kind of a running joke in high school, and it stayed the same uh, ever since. So now I just call him my best friend, Brian. And that's been our little... Joke back and forth. But he texted me on Friday around 4.15. It said, not going to lie, kind of hurt when you went through your college game slate for the weekend sh- on your show and didn't even think about picking Arkansas over Auburn. I'm going to need a shout out on your next show if-, if the Hogs win. And he put a little asterisk in the next text, when the Hogs win. Now, for those you don't know, Ryan, uh, he's a big Arkansas fan. Has been throughout his life. And... It's been kind of... <laughs> it's fun to talk Arkansas football with Ryan. We talk about Casey Dick a lot. The greatest quarterback in Arkansas history. Undoubtedly. I mean, you're going to talk about like Tyler Wilson and Ryan Mallett or whatever. But Casey Dick is the guy. Have you seen him throw that block against Darren McFadden? You think Ryan Mallett would have been able to throw that block? His foot seven pounds looking ass? No. <laughs> no way. Casey Dick did that. And then Casey Dick. Kate Nathan Dick. And then we had Brandon Allen... And then we had his other brother. What was Brandon Allen's brother's name? I can't remember. A.J. Derby was there as well. Brett Bielema was there. Uh, but Arkansas... <laughs> I, really- I-, I don't know how to describe how I'm feeling looking at this score. Um, Auburn scored a field goal <laughs> late in the game to beat Arkansas. 30-28. to Yeah. Felipe Franks, you remember him, former Florida quarterback, uh, threw four touchdowns against Auburn. Yeah. I did not see this one. I'm sorry, Ryan. I did, <laughs> this is not something that I thought would happen or even think would happen, but you're, I had to talk about Arkansas because it happened. It, uh, not, it didn't happen, but it almost happened, and just for that fact, I had to talk about it. The fact that Arkansas almost beat the number 13 ranked team in the country is ridiculous. So, congratulations on almost winning that. And hopefully, you guys can get back to the Belk Bowl. Which I don't even think is a bowl anymore. But that was one of my favorite bowls. And Arkansas' favorite bowl. Now, I think the Top 25 poll has been released. Let's check. Yes, it has. Uh, Top 25, AP Top 25, because no one cares about the coaches' poll. But AP Top 25... Reads as Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Notre Dame, North Carolina. So we got three ACC schools in the top five. But do we think those two other ACC schools are going to challenge Clemson when they play? I bet it'll be like a 17-point game. And that's challenging Clemson. Because they don't really get challenged that much in the ACC. But I hope Notre Dame and North Carolina can challenge them. Do North, Car- North Carolina don't play Clemson this year, do they? They'll meet in the ACC championship game. We said that preseason. I think that was that was like one of my locks was North Carolina winning the ACC, whatever their divisions called, Coastal or Atlantic. I don't know which one they are. But North Carolina top five offenses looked really good so far. Then you got Ohio State hasn't played Oklahoma State, who's three and zero. Cincinnati, Penn State, and Florida, like that top five, that top ten is exactly like everyone predicted. With North Carolina, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati in there. Just like everybody predicted. Uh, Texas A&M moved up 10 spots to 11. Then we got Oregon, Miami who dropped 6. Auburn in 14. Then BYU, Wisconsin, SMU, Tennessee, Michigan, Iowa State at number 20. Louisiana, who the team Iowa State lost to. They have jumped them in the rankings. Is 21. Then K-State, Virginia Tech, Minnesota, and USC. So yeah. That is your AP Top 25 for this week. And we'll obviously talk about college football scores in the coming days when we record our weekend show to record it for like do a little preview the last show of the week or whatever. But yeah, have a good rest. Oh, here we go. Tad Prescott. i uh, tweeting out a picture of Dak Prescott after he probably either just had surgery or is about ready to go into surgery. Dak is smiling. So, that's positive going to this. Dak looks like he's in good spirits going to this. But, yeah. Hope for a speedy recovery for Dak. Compound fracture and dislocated for Dak Prescott's right ankle. So, yeah. It's pretty much like we talked about Gordon Hayward. Very similar injury. So, hope Dak um, comes back stronger when he comes back from his injury. Not too strong nor to beat my team. But, you know what? Just strong enough to to where you can play in the NFL. (laughs) I I don't want anybody to have career-ending injuries. So with that being said, let's end it here. And yeah, today was a fun show. Uh, Hopefully Spencer will be joining us on the next one. We'll have to wait and see. I haven't decided how many shows we're going to do a week. But we'll get around that soon. I just want to record a show for today. And with that being said, Sunday Night Football starts in less than a minute. So I will see you guys later. Peace.